Alright, welcome back to another edition of the Slimy Manifesto. This is week one, but it's actually week two of our college football uh, show. I am joined by, what's your Twitter again? Mr. Fairytale. Mr. Fairytale, how could I forget? Mr. Fairytale is back after a pretty successful week zero last week if you if you listen to that we went well, what were you i think i know i went three and oh i had illinois plus seven i had ucla minus 17 and utep minus 10 and i went three and oh so i'm due for losers um i mean i was up decent i mean after i was drunk i made some dumb plays like i bet on uh, alcorn state i think like they were like minus 15 half and lost um but yeah i mean i had UTEP spread, Illinois spread, parlayed, Illinois spread, Illinois money line. Uh, I bet on UCLA. I bet on um, San Jose State as well. Um, the only the only thing I lost, I think, did was, San Jose State win or they cover? San, San Jose State played Southern Utah. They were twenty four and a half, and I think they won like by forty five or some shit. Oh, there you go. Um, and then like yeah, my only other loss was the um, UTEP. New Mexico State game, the, the over of a game I did not watch. Well, there you go. Uh, you, you couldn't watch it because you're too drunk to find a stream. I can attest, which is a good thing. Uh, yeah, your your boys won. That. What was that? Your boys won. You might, may or may not have been in the dungeon after Illinois' uh, week zero uh, upset win. Oh, man, it was great, man. I had a great Saturday, dude, but – we were, I was at some bar here, and this, the bartender was a Mizzou guy, but he'd been out of Illinois. And every time Illinois scored a touchdown, he gave us free bombs. And Solidarity. Solidarity. Yeah, dude, it was, it was great. And they Love won, that. and I passed out at 8.30, and I was happy. Yeah, you passed out, uh, and you missed the violence, which was also good. Uh I would have had a really, really good betting day if it weren't for a couple tough L's in the, the latter couple fights. I did win a – I went plus money on UFC and NCAA. So it was a good, good gambling weekend. I got a little bit of a cushion moving into week one. Um, so let's just get into it. So I have gone through every single game this week, and I have kind of – Made a note, there's some games like fucking Old Dominion and Wake Forest that I would never touch with like a million and three foot fucking pole. But I, I just put down a play for each one that I'm, I'm kind of feeling. So is there anywhere you, you want to start us off or should I just go from the top? I mean, you you've done the research. I'm, I'll just tag along. Just let, let's just let's just go through chronologically. Okay. Well, okay. Doing. So I I plan this should be dropping like Thursday, early Thursday afternoon, and we do have some Thursday games. Um, okay. Well, first of all, okay. Actually, before I even go, I wanna I wanna make clear what my regular season wins props are, because I bet a couple more today. Um. So I have five total. 
I'll just I'll just go through them. So I have Illinois over three and a half. I risk three point one to win two. I have Wazoo. I hammered Wazoo under six today. Four units to win three. Uh, I think they're going to be really bad. And it, six, like there's no way they make a bowl in my eyes. Um, I I, pre- I previously mentioned this Indiana under seven and a half, two point two to to win two units, and then North Carolina State over six and a half, and Oregon over nine. And going into this week one betting card, I have Illinois minus six and a half, which is actually a bad number right now. I bet this like three weeks ago. Uh, they're playing Utah, Texas, San Antonio, and I thought that the line would move up, but I'm a fool. So I'm probably going to bet that again at five and a half. Um, and then – uh, seven, sorry. I bet that in like July. I'm an idiot. You have it at minus seven, so you're even more of a bigger fool than I am? Yeah, 100%. Okay, wonderful. So we are definitely uh, people you should be taking advice from. Uh, Other than that, Oregon is hosting Fresno State, and I took them. I just – this is just a homer play. I just put, like, 10 bucks on it. Like, nothing crazy because it's just such a big number. I have them minus 20 and a half. So I figured if it was at literally like a one half point higher at 21, like I probably wouldn't have touched it. But three touchdowns, whatever. Uh, just got to ride with, with the home team. Um, okay. So Thursday, which is tomorrow, but if you're listening, it'll be today. We have a few games. Uh, starting off, kicking off the action for week one, we have Rutgers at home, minus 14 and a half <laughs> against Temple. Any thoughts on that? Um, shit, man. I don't want to touch it, but I probably end up will just sprinkling a little bit of my money on Temple. Um, Rutgers is one year removed from being very bad. And, I mean, last year, COVID, they looked competitive question mark but there was I just think they might be overvalued here but I don't know how I don't know anything about Temple yeah I'm not touching it I can tell you I will not touch it at all yeah I think Rutgers will probably win but that's a big if um so yeah fuck that moving on the actual actual game that I am going to have on my screen Central Florida is on ESPN uh, Central Florida is a minus five and a half hosting Boise with uh, Andy Avalos, the new coach, uh, former defensive coordinator at Oregon. What are your thoughts on that? Minus five and a half for, for Central Florida. I mean, I think this game is very interesting because not only do you have Andy Avalos at Boise State where, you know, that's you fucking Gus Malzahn. Yeah, the hot seat Gus, dude. It, there's they're two very they're they're two group of five power five teams that are in coaching transition. Um, and it's like Central Florida, they've been high flying offense the last couple years. Hot seat Gus, that doesn't really remind you of that. What he does, that'll be interesting. I like their quarterback, Dylan Gabriel. Boise State, I mean. They didn't. They weren't as great as they usually are last year. They struggled, but COVID. Um, I think, if anything, you just ride with Central Florida because it's a 
team in Idaho playing in humid Florida, flying across yeah. the country, but I really have no feel here. Um, the over-under is at 68. I am leaning under 68. One, uh, like you said, like Central Florida is known for like big offense, um, but that was under other coaches, not Gus Malzahn. I wouldn't necessarily say Gus Malzahn is an offensive genius. Like I can't like, – when I think of his tenure at Auburn, who was that one running back they had the year that they lost to Jameis? Do you remember that guy's name? Oh, he was sick. Yeah, I, I think I think of him and I think of Bo Nix. So <laughs> not great. Oh, uh, Trey Mason. Trey Mason. Yes, thank you. So, and on, on the other hand, I was on Cover Three podcast. Shout out! They were saying how Boise's offensive coordinator comes from. I don't even know what school it was, but he runs like one of the most up-tempo, like fast, fastest paced offenses. I don't know if that's what they're going to be running at Boise, but I'm, I'm thinking Avalos is a defensive minded coach. The overrunners at 68 first game of the year for both these teams might be a little sloppy. Uh, I'm gonna oh, say yeah, I was thinking, like, this game has shit show potential. Like I, I think under 68 is like, I'm probably going to bet that. I'm not saying it's a lock, but I think I'm going to play that. Um, okay, moving on, another game that I actually think I'm going to play. Appalachian State is minus 10, uh, hosting Eastern Carolina. It's uh, think... Oh, it is. You're right. It's in it's in Charlotte. Good catch. I didn't see that. That makes me even – where is Appalachian State? Where the fuck is that? Dude, I think it's like Western North Carolina. So it's West versus East Carolina here, playing in Charlotte. Oh, okay. Shit. Yeah. Goddamn. Okay. I like Eastern Carolina plus ten. Appalachian State's quarterback is a Duke transfer. He threw ten touchdowns and fifteen interceptions last year. Granted, he was playing the ACC, but Eastern Carolina has like a senior quarterback. He's from like whatever whatever city Eastern Carolina is in. Like I, they have better quarterback play. Like the last couple seasons, Appalachian's been a lot better, but I don't mind Eastern Carolina plus ten. Yeah, I mean, you can kind of talk me into it. I mean, App State's one of those programs, though. Like they have, they've had so much turnover as head coach the last couple of years because they've been winning, and when you win in the Sun Belt, your coach leaves. But, um, I kind of agree with you. I feel like East Carolina will probably be improved this year. It's neutral site. I might just sprinkle a little bit on that money line just to have a little fun, but I'm not going to lean heavy on this game, probably. Money line's plus 310. Not bad. Yeah, I think, like, there's some value there. Um, okay, next up, NC State's minus 18.5 against South Florida. Um, like, I'd probably lean NC State because I'm on their wins over, but, like, I'm not touching that game. No way. Uh, after that, we've got Tennessee minus 35 against Bowling Green. Same thing. Fuck that. I'm not even like that game doesn't even matter to me. If it didn't happen, I wouldn't notice. Um, so the, the premier game, we have big 10 showdown. Ohio state is debuting. They are minus 14 on the road at Minnesota. I kind of like Ohio state. I might, I might bite down to 13 and a half though. 
Um, I've been I've been going back and forth a little bit, honestly. Like, really, I've I just think this is a really fascinating game because you have Minnesota on one hand, where you know they had the eleven and two season, and then last year COVID hit and they got really hammered by um, COVID. And, you know, they returned probably one of the better backs in the Big Ten, better backs in the country. I think their line's going to be great. So, and then they have Tanner Morgan. Who's the running back? Mo Ibrahim. Oh, yeah, that's right. And they also still have Tanner Morgan. And I assume they find it. I think their offense is going to be pretty decent this year. The other, the other thing, though, is their defense is a giant question mark. Like, Minnesota is probably – one of the more low floor, high ceiling teams in the country because you just, I just really don't know what you're going to get from them. And, but then you have Ohio state who's uber talented, superiorly talented, but they have a new regime at quarterback and he's being thrown into the fire in a big 10 matchup under the lights on the road. And so I think I, I, I don't know. Like I said, I've been going back and forth, but I mean, principle though, at the end of the day, I think it's you take Ohio state and ride with the talent advantage. Yeah. I'm much less uh, hesitant to hammer Ohio state. So I don't think any of the shit you just mentioned will matter. I think Ohio state is going to beat the fuck out of them, frankly, but anyway, like just, just being honest, just being honest. All right. But I do like – I think Minnesota, like, will have a good season. But I, I just think Ohio State, primetime Thursday night, they're just going to come out and beat the shit out of Minnesota. And then, yeah, get a get a couple d- days extra of rest before they host Oregon. Um, so, Friday, Friday night, you got a top-10 team, North Carolina, minus five-and-a-half on the road at Virginia Tech. Um, for this one, I, I like North Carolina. Which is tough because home field advantage at Virginia Tech matters a lot. Virginia Tech, I think, is a, like I wouldn't say a strong team, but they're they're maybe like a seven and five, eight and four potential uh, in the ACC. Um, but what I'm I'm looking for what I'm looking for in this game is for Sam Howell to to make like a Heisman type statement. You know what I mean? Like this, the standalone game on ESPN uh, opener, they're on the road. He has all the hype. He's probably going to be the first quarterback in the draft this year. Um, So I think he's going to come out and and do like 300 for like three touchdowns and they're going to cover the minus five and a half. Um, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I think this is going to be a time where you just have to ride with one of the best quarterbacks in the nation and just trust that he can get that job done. And I, I believe North Carolina is probably has more talent, is more athletically superior, better coach, better coached. And really the only thing going Virginia Tech's way is a home field advantage. But two years ago, I did watch Duke go into Lane Stadium on a Friday night and pound the shit out of them so who, who am i to say so i will also be taking north carolina all right lock agreement baby 
so that's that's actually like a, something I'm going to play. Like I oh, yeah. like that's a lock for me. Like I'm gonna take the minus five and a half from Carolina. I'm gonna take it right now. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I like that a lot. Uh Wake Forest Old Dominion, Wake Forest minus thirty one, who gives a fuck? Charlotte is plus six against Duke. More North Carolina action. Uh fuck that game. Maybe Charlotte plus six uh against Duke, honestly, but probably not gonna touch that. And so the final game on Friday, we have Northwestern is minus three hosting Michigan State. What do you think about that, Mr. Mr. Big Ten? Oh, man. I mean, I know this has been said, like, if you listen to college football content, like, it's always, like, Northwestern, you think they're going to suck, but they just win somehow. And although – Or if you just – you don't even have to listen to content. If you just watch the games, you're like – like, I remember this was maybe, like, 2015 – it was like when Ohio State had Carlos Hyde and they went to Northwestern, who was like maybe seven and two at the time. It was like a, a late game at Northwestern and they beat Ohio State. You remember what I'm talking about? Oh, Northwestern beat Ohio State. I I'm I think it was like a few years that when Ohio State I remember Carlos Hyde was the running back. Maybe I remember that because he was scoring so many touchdowns against Northwestern and they ended That's up winning. Um, Are you looking it up? Um, I th- So there was that one game where – It was like an ABC game. It was like a primetime game. No, nah, there was one. So let's see, Ohio State versus Northwestern. Because there was that one game in like 2013 where – I think both teams were ranked in college. That's what I. That's that's what I'm talking about. Oh, let's see. Um, okay. I'm, oh, um, Northwestern hasn't beat Ohio State since 2004. Okay. Well, the whatever game I'm thinking of the same thing. The same game. It's just like Northwestern's randomly good is the point. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Anyway, continue with what you with this game. Um, I think the fun play, and sometimes I just bet not even thinking about the rest, yeah. but I want to have some more fun, and so I think I'm going to take Michigan State money line here. No, I am with you. It's not even because it's fun. It's because I think they're a better team. All right, I'm going to take it right now, too. All right, we're putting our bets in tonight. Let's go. Might as well do it now so, like, I forget because, you know, getting prepped for this weekend is going to take a lot of time, and – can't can't let it go to waste. I couldn't have said it better. I think I'm right there with you. Also, over under 46 is hilarious. Yeah, that's so gross. Like that's some like, like you say, Big Ten is pig pen football. Like that is that's like that's just gross. That's like Morrison Newman. I'm the only person that would understand that reference. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so moving on into Saturday, there's like a fuck ton of games. So I'm just gonna go through the ones that I actually think are interesting. Yeah, and Picking then I'll, on, I'll interject if there's just yeah. Something okay, so at 11 a.m. kickoff Central Time on Fox Sports One at AT&T Stadium in Dallas, Texas. 
We have Kansas State minus three against Stanford. And for me, Mr. Pac-12 boy over here, I think you should hammer Kansas State minus three. I think this is a spot where, like, Kansas State has always been a solid Big 12 team, but it's less about Kansas State, and it's more about, I think, Stanford is going to get exposed this year and maybe go, like, 3-9. and And I think it's going to start here. Um, Probably not a lot of points in this game, so under 53, I wouldn't hate either, but that's that's kind of a little mark. Um, You have anything about that game? Yeah, I mean, I like this game, you know, it doesn't really stand out to me. Like, I kind of look at this game just like, oh, these are two teams that are going to go, like, five and seven. Two teams um, you just don't care about. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm only interested because it's one of – like, it's an interesting matchup. It, it, it is. It, yeah. And it's like a standalone game at that time slot. So, like – I mean, I'll probably just throw a small amount on – Kansas State, probably, I agree. But, like, yeah, like I said, like, these two teams are probably going to end up very mid-pack anyways, so. Like, who the fuck is Stanford's quarterback? I have no idea. Jet Toner. No. <laughs> Jack West or Tanner McKee? I feel like I've heard of both those guys. Going to be some stiff. Stanford's, Stanford's schedule has six preseason 25, top 25 teams. I think they're fucked. Yeah, they're no, they don't they don't uh they don't play a group of five team. Their their schedule is all power five opponents. That is tough. Whatever they yeah. scheduled that back in like 2012, someone someone fucked up. Lovely man, because they play Vandy, they play Kansas State, and they play fucking Notre Dame. Notre Dame, yeah. Like Jesus they, Christ, man. Like that, that's Andrew weird. Andrew Luck was still there when they when they scheduled that. Vandy oh, they God. could probably win, but anyway. Okay, uh, so yeah, Kansas State, not a lock per se, but I'm I'm probably going to wake up Saturday morning and, and play Kansas State, so that's that. Uh, same time slot, uh, this game is actually a banger. We got Wisconsin at Camp Randall hosting Penn State, minus five and a half. Uh, Mr. Big Ten, what, what do you think about this? I think this is very like this is like people are kind of sleeping on this matchup. I mean, it's two top twenty-five teams, two Big Ten teams with some. They're things. sleeping on it because it's Big Ten. They're like, yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyways, it's like Penn State. Um. You know, under James Franklin, they've been like consistent nine, ten, eleven winning like win seasons. Like so, they've been like the number two to three program in the Big Ten. Last year, they started zero five. I think. And then they like finished 0 and 5, or I mean 5 and 0. So they yeah, like five, or like they say they went 4 and 4, it was like four losses and then four consecutive wins. Yeah, like I just have no way to read Penn State and then Wisconsin. They literally start like their first two games of the year, they beat both opponents by like 75 combined, like 75 points total. And then they got hit by COVID and their season turn into a dumpster fire kind of like they're fine, but I I think I got to go with Wisconsin here. Like I just don't really know what's going on with Penn state and Sean Clifford is still their quarterback. And I don't think he is a difference maker enough to pull this off. So give me Wisconsin. 
you know, I'm kind of with you on on Wisconsin, but I I'm I really I might not even touch this game. You you will though. I don't know though because I just cannot read it at all. Like plus five and a half, like makes me want to take Penn State just because I know how talented they are, like all around. And I know Jim Franklin's a good coach. And I also just kind of have, like, a random bias against Wisconsin. So, I don't know, though. Like, the camp, like home field at Camp Randall, 11 a.m. kickoff. Like, I don't know. I really don't have a side on this game. If I had gun to my head, I'm probably going to pick Penn State, though. All right, we'll see, man. I, th- I think Wisconsin wins by 10-plus. That's my call. That's that's a game I will make a decision on like ten minutes before kickoff. Um, okay, like I mentioned earlier, Oregon is minus twenty and a half. Uh, is is that low enough for you to play it? I will. I mean, just because it's Oregon and like, I just think this is a talent play. Like, but it's not anything I feel really confident about. But I, I kind of feel obligated to take this. Yeah, I again, I only put like $10 on it. Like, I'm not going to splash a shit ton of money on Oregon minus 20 and a half, but I would be like, I'm graduating this fucking week, bro. I got to fucking bet on them or else I wouldn't be a real alum. So, yeah. So we're, we're taking Oregon. We're riding. Uh, let's see here. What else we got? Okay, so next next up, I want to talk a little bit about the Maryland and West Virginia game. So far, Maryland, they're at home, and they're plus three against Maryland West Virginia. Home? Yeah, they're home. You sure about that? Mm-hmm. Let me see. Thought I saw somewhere that this game. Oh yeah, never mind. I'm stupid. I thought this game was in like DC or some shit. Anyways, I will say off off the bat, I kind of like the under fifty seven. Huh. Like I, yeah. I I think overall. Like offensively, Maryland is decent. They have Tua's brother at quarterback. He's healthy, yeah, right? Yeah, he think he's ready. So that kind of makes me a little bit more cautious. But I think West Virginia doesn't have shit on offense. So, and I think they have a good defense. So under uh, the fifty-seven seems a little bit high to me. So I kind of like the under there. Um, what about you? If anything, I'll probably take Maryland. Like I Why? said, this, this I think I might just ride with Tua's brother. Maryland okay. Maryland's very, has a lot of athletes on offense. Um, you know, a lot of I think they're gonna they might have a they have a their offense in general has an opportunity for a lot of like you know explosive plays, quote unquote. Um, in West Virginia, you know, ever since Holgerson left, it's just been kind of meh, and Maryland's at home. And it's a big season for um, Loxley. Give me Maryland. Give me Maryland. Maryland. Moneyline or the plus three? 
Nah, give me the money line. I'm not a pussy. Um, but but oh, that's more. Wow. That's just You're a pussy. Fun but I, are you a, are you not a pussy or are you just kind of a dummy? Nah, I'm just not a pussy. Take the plus three. So the, okay, the money line is fucking. If I can even get it, the money line's plus one twenty five. What's the point? Just I'm not a bitch. Take the I'm... three. Take the three points and get. Like slightly worse. Maybe I just fucking uh, take both. Sure, <laughs> parlay them. I, even I don't think you can. can do that. <laughs> but if I okay. could, I would on Maryland, baby. I okay. See, I I like the under because I I couldn't pick a side. I will say though, in my mind, the last image of West Virginia in 2020. I need to see who they played in their bowl game. Who did they fucking play? Dude, it probably got canceled. No, they. I remember I bet on them in their bowl game. It was like New Year's Eve. Where's this at? List of okay, I'm on Wikipedia. List of West Virginia Mountaineers bowl games. Well, they were in the Sugar Bowl in 1954. In case you were wondering. Fire logo. Oh, okay, they Fire beat. Logo. They beat. They won twenty four to twenty one. They beat Army in the Liberty Bowl. Yuck! Yeah, dude. Yuck! That was one of the grossest games I had watched all year. Uh, I need to check the spread on that game. Oh my god! Handy dandy. Yeah, it was definitely. It was. It was New Year's Eve. And West Virginia was minus 10, and I bet on them. They won by three in one of the most disgusting games I've ever seen in my soon-to-be 22-year-old life. Uh, okay, enough about that fucking disgusting shit. Uh, I think I already bet this game. If not, I think I might wait. Uh, but I already have a very strong lean. It is I. I was minus three and a half, hosting Indiana. I think this line started off at like plus six. For Indiana, it's been bet down to plus three and a half. Uh, what do you think, Mister Big Ten? Dude, I have to agree. Like, I think I was gonna be pretty good this year, honestly. Yeah, I'm. No, I'm gonna I'm, fucking. I'm hoping it gets down to a minus three. If not, I'm gonna buy the hook. And I'm going to lay maybe like three or four units on Iowa minus three. Also, because it's a corresponding play, because I have Indiana under seven and a half wins, and this is kind of like a major L I need them to take. So, yeah, like I, like, like so Iowa lost their first two games. Like they lost to Northwestern very close, and they. But Northwestern was good last year. Northwestern was good last year, and they won the West. So, okay, let me quickly pull up Iowa's schedule. I think they won, like, their last five games or something. Yeah, like, and, again. It's, it's always, Iowa. It's always fuck Iowa, but, like, I'm, I've am i gotten over myself, and, like, I just respect how it's. I can bet on them. Yes, yes. And I think um, Indiana, they got, they got some luck last year. Michael Penis Jr., um, Michael Penis. I did okay. Fun fact: Michael Penix 
with an ex Phoenix junior from the Indiana quarterback who played pretty well before he got hurt last year. I didn't know he was black until a couple weeks ago. That just shows you how much I watch Indiana football. Yeah. Okay. So they lost to Purdue last year too. So they, they lost to Purdue by four. Look, that's kind of gross. And then they lost to Northwestern by one. Iowa did. Yeah. And then, then Iowa went on a rampage and like they beat Michigan state by 42. They beat Minnesota by 28. They beat Penn state by 20. They beat Nebraska by six, beat Illinois by 14, beat Wisconsin by 21. Nice. So I, I am, I think Iowa, I'm comfortably betting Iowa here. Yeah. It's like, so we're both, we're both on Iowa there, which means Indiana is going to win by three scores. They won't. But, okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? Alabama is minus 19 and a half against Miami, Florida. They're playing at the Mercedes-Benz Dome in Georgia. Roll Tide. That's all I got to say. Minus 19 and a half. Probably going to take Bama. Yeah, dude, like, okay, I will not – I'm going to be honest. I am – my my head says, honestly, Miami, you know. I, 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 I mean, I think Bama's going to win, but uh, I just – Bama, fuck, man. Like, everyone, oh, Bama replaces so much. Well, I was just about to say that shit because they do have to replace everyone, but – Bama's Bama literally never loses. Um, Miami, Manny Diaz. Okay, I'm I might sw- I'm switching over. I'm kind of talking myself into Alabama. Like, no, nah, if you like Miami, you might say if you like Miami, fucking defend your pick. No, dude. Like, I'm, I'm no. I'm just saying. Like, I'm th- the more I think about it. Like, I think Miami might get their asses kicked. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Like, I I just I don't know, man. Like Miami is the fun play here, but it's not fun betting against Bama. Never, which is why I would never advise for that. Um, but at the same time, you know, Miami. That's a tough first game for a team that is like looking to make a splash in the ACC. So, I don't know. If they look okay, though, then that's a good sign for them moving forward. I People who, like, bet their regular season wins over, what was it, like, nine? Yeah, that makes sense. Was it? It was probably, like, nine, nine and a half. Yeah, so, like, if you took their oh, – oh, I don't know about nine and a half. Anyway, if you took their over and they look good against Bama, then you, you could feel a little bit better about that play. But anyway, okay. Who do you okay, so Pittsburgh is minus thirty don't look. Are you looking? Yeah, sorry. That's oh, you already saw it. You already yeah. saw it. Uh, I was gonna try to make you guess who they were playing. Pittsburgh's minus thirty eight against UMass, aka Umass. Uh yeah, anyway, fuck that. I'm not gonna say anything about that. Uh, do you see any games on here that you that really jump out to you? Like just just random games we haven't touched on yet. Um, because we're kind of going chronologically. 
Um, UL Monroe, um, I might fade them against Kentucky just on principle because, like, they were losing by a lot last year. And they might lose a lot again this year. Um, Might take Oklahoma against Tulane, minus 31 and a half. Tulane's – Hey, come on, bro. Come on. (laughs) Now is not the time to be – no, come on. All right. All right, man. That, that's that's kind of a teaser for for a later play that I have, but we'll get we'll get into that. Oh, Mizzou minus fourteen and a half against Central Michigan, maybe. Yeah, I kind of like Mizzou there. My buy my buy down to fourteen just to get that even number, so the push push factor. Uh, yeah, yeah, I kind of like, like Missouri. Missouri. I like Missouri there. Yeah, I like Missouri there, but other than that, like. We we got we got you you lot you got Lafayette in Texas, or Louisiana as they're called now. Yeah, UO Lafayette plus eight against Texas. Uh, I hope it moves down to a touchdown, but I don't think that's gonna happen. But I really think Texas, because just think of the talent disparity there is between Texas and Louisiana Lafayette. Dude, Texas, huge. Texas is like. Like, I've seen, you know, like, there's some, like, there's college football analytical guys. It's like, Texas has gotten the less bang for their buck with their talent acquisition out of any pro- other program. And it's, like, not even close. Like, And they got a new coach. Maybe, I think Sark's probably better than Tom Herman. I'm, like, yeah, I, I like Sark. I think that their running back, Bijan Robinson, yes. I think he's a fucking dog, too. So I, I do like Texas here. Like, dude, they're at home against Louisiana. Like, Hammer, Texas, man. I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm time. I think I like that. Well, okay. So I just want to like this we're this far into the slate. Like, I just want to say, like, my strategy is I'm gonna take like one or two games Thursday, couple make probably play the UNC on Friday. Uh, and then it's like the 11 a.m. time zone, time slot, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I'll make a couple plays, see how those are doing before I do any other picks. Because if I were to do them all right now, I would have like 15 pending bets, and I just don't feel good about having 15 pending bets on a Wednesday for college football. Plus UFC, which I got some picks for that shit coming up this week too. But anyway, yeah, I like Texas minus eight, like you said. Talent-wise, just, like, if you were to objectively put, like, take everything, take the home field out, take the coaching situation out, take last year's results out, whatever you want, like, subjective-wise, if we're going to objectively compare the talent between Texas and UL Lafayette, I think the spread on this game is more like 17 rather than eight. Hook them. Right? Like, do you agree with that? Like, is that fair to say? Hook them, man. Like, I, I'm I'm very confident in this one. Like, I, I feel like Texas can run roughshod all over these boys. All right. So, that's, that's kind of a, a double lock there with Texas. I like that. Okay. So, this is, this is very interesting. There is one game – that kicks off between 3.30 p.m. 
and 6 p.m. Eastern, and that is USC hosting San Jose State at 4 p.m. Central Time. What I said, maybe Eastern Time. 3.30 Central and 6 Central. The only game kicking off is fucking USC. They're minus 14 at home, hosting San Jose State. Think we got we got Trojan on Trojan football here. We got yeah, the uh, USC Trojans and the San Jose State Trojans, bro. What the fuck is that all about? The condom trophy, bro. <laughs> the con. This is the Trojan brand condom bowl game. This is the fucking uh fucking Planned Parenthood uh special. This is the Planned Parenthood kickoff game. Jesus we, Christ. we got we got the fucking Trojans and the Trojans going. Minus 14 for USC. What do you think? Dog, give me San Jose State. Yes. Bro. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like again, that's a fun play, man. I'm I'm just trying to have fun here. Dude, fade USD, bro. We're doing San Jose State might win. Dude, like they I you know, like I've said last week, they had a great season last year and they've already played this season and they return a lot and they are experienced. They beat their first opponent by like 45. Like US, like USC has everything to lose and San Jose State has nothing to lose. Yeah, man. Like I'm riding San Jose State. Like the talent level between the two are still it's a wide gulf but when you consider other college football factors aka coaching and discipline give me san jose state that's gonna be a hilarious game and i like give to give me the fucking money line like that's so. what i mean the money line what is the money let me check it real quick the money line for san jose state is plus 450 not bad again that's the like, fun that's a fun play like, I just – I pointed out the time it kicked off because it's like this is going to be one of the only games on for like before the late-night slate gets going. You know what I mean? So, like, Texas – it will be – we'll be watching Texas and USC at the same time, which is just a lot of fun. Like, fuck the Alabama for, or Miami game, honestly. Like, I care more about watching Texas and USC potentially flop against a group of five opponents. That's way more entertaining to me than watching Alabama beat the fuck out of Miami. Yeah, but, like, there's also a world where both USC and Texas blow the doors off those teams. Of course, of course. I, well, like we said, we're pretty confident in Texas, but USC is – That's a, that's a, that's know. just a spooky game for them, honestly. It's a spooky game for Clay Helton, the same way that last week Illinois was a spooky game for Scott Frost. We saw how yeah. that turned out. Yeah. Um, okay, so the next game up, this is to kick off the 6 p.m. Central time zone. We have – this is probably – oh, man. There's, this is where we really get into my favorite games of the night because a lot of – Yeah, this is, there's some bangers the Pac, here. The, the Pac-12 slate is just – it's later. Plus, we got some other – all right, let's just get into it. So, Purdue's minus seven. They're hosting the Oregon State Beavers. I I'm – I like the Beavs here, plus seven. This is a Beavs podcast. Is it Matthew? Yeah. 
Yeah, give me the beeves here too. Like, like what does Purdue have? Like, they still have that sick receiver. So, well, Rondale Moore's gone, but they have David Bell, who's yeah, David Bell, because he was always the one playing because Moore was always hurt. Yeah, like David Bell's a legit like first round David, talent. David Bell's good. Yes, I can. Um, I can... They also have George Kalarf, Kalarfis or something. They have like a really high ceiling NFL DN too, but it's like they have those shiny toys, but then the rest like, of the roster is it, like it's like it's like they're the like picture. three they're like three star recruits from like Buttfuck, Indiana. Purdue's like that picture. It's like the trailer park, and then under the awning is like the sports car. Yeah, 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 yeah. The meme. I know exactly. Yeah, like that's what I that, like. That that reminds me of what Purdue's been like the last like two to three. <laughs> yeah, years. it's a sports car chilling in the trailer park. There's there's a couple sports cars there, but the entire picture, the big picture, is just one big trailer park. So this is a big year for Jeff Brom because, you know, he started off really well. He went to two straight bowls because he did a lot of tra- like a JUCO, a lot of transfers, and got some momentum there. But the last three seasons have been disappointing. Or two seasons, yeah. The last two seasons have been very subpar, and so this is and a really big game, this is a really big game for Purdue. And I think the bees are trending up. Yeah, Ooh. like I like like Purdue's defense is a mess. They have the Purdue um, fun fact: they're going to have three defensive coordinators this year. What um, that, that 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 sounds like that's going to work out, um, bro. It's like they say: if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. What happens if you have three defensive coordinators? What does that mean? I think it means you're going to lose to the Beavs because I'm I'm this game is going to come around. I'm going to be feeling myself. I'm definitely going to be taking Oregon State. The Beavs, the Beavs, the Beavs. Okay, another thing about the Beavs. Guess who their starting quarterback is this year? Um. Oh, dude, is it that? Is it Hoyer? Was that his name? Sam Neuer. The Neuer from Colorado. He transferred from Colorado. He's from Beaver. He's from Portland area, or I don't know, maybe not Portland. He's from Oregon. He went to Colorado to play safety, converted to a quarterback, started for them last year, took them to the fucking Alamo Bowl. He he's not a great. His, his hopefully his accuracy has improved and his throwing overalls improved. But again, you lead a, a Colorado team in a COVID year to an Alamo Bowl. That's that's pretty good. He's good on his feet. He's he's a safe quarterback. Uh, I, I like the Beavs here. They're like definitely the gonna have the quarterback advantage. I think. Yes. Yeah. Who even is Purdue's quarterback? Do you even know? Dude, um, I, I there's this dude named Aiden O'Connell. I think who like still might be there, um, or maybe not. And then they also have Jake Plummer. I think that's his name, or is it Jake bro, bro, what? Did Jake Plummer like playing the NFL? <laughs> Dog, Jake Plummer. Hey, that, bro, that's a name Jake, you haven't heard Jake in a while. Jake Plummer played for the fucking Broncos, dude. That's a name you haven't heard in a while. Where did he play in college? I think he went to fucking – he went to Arizona State. Really? He was drafted in 1997, Joe. Okay. I mean, that... fucking fairy tale. How yeah, dude. Fuck, how old are you, bro? He was a second-round pick in 1997. Dude, fucking Purdue's starting quarterback is Jack Plummer. Is his brother? Well, what was the other guy's name? Drew Plummer? Jake Plummer. Jake, Jake Plummer. Plummer. Sorry, I'm I'm off the candle a little bit. <laughs> Smoking some candles. It's all good. Me too. Me too. I got some fucking edibles 
from our town that you wouldn't think would actually be able to sell edibles. They say the Delta 8 THC fucks you up. I cannot cap. I will never cap. I will never cap. That shit got me fucked up. All right. Anyway, moving on. Okay, so I really like Texas Tech minus one at Houston. Um. Yeah, I, I like this too. I think this is – where is this game at? I think it's at the Texan Stadium. I don't know. It doesn't say that on, on here, but it's on ESPN. I like I like um Texas Tech too. Yeah, minus one. Tyler Shuck starting. I don't think Houston is that good. Then again, I don't think Texas Tech is that good. But I think they're gonna win. It's basically a pick them. So I think Texas Tech is gonna win. Yeah, I'll ride with Texas Tech. I really have no takes, but let's just do it. Yes, there you go. Okay, uh, Syracuse plays at Ohio. Which is kind of hilarious that they play at Ohio. But uh, Ohio's plus one. I think I'm going to take Ohio here. It's another, like, pick them. Uh, fuck Syracuse. I think they are dog shit, horse shit, fucking bullshit, fucking human shit on a fucking hamburger bun. I don't even think they have one quarterback. I think they have, like, three, like, Syracuse, Dino Babers is Dino Babers is gonna get fired from Syracuse and become the head coach of fucking Bishop Sycamore High School. Had to get that in. Mm-hmm. Had to throw a little Bishop Sycamore reference in there. Crazy story that is. <laughs> My alma mater after Friday, Bishop Sycamore University. Proud alumni. Any thoughts on Syracuse? I'm taking the under this game because I know I have the same thoughts on Syracuse as you, and I just think that this game's like this game should not be aired on TV. I don't think it is. Thankfully, good. I think you're gonna have to find some like Russian-based uh, television programming to, to watch that shit. Unless oh, yeah. you're unless you're subscribed to the fucking Mac channel, which I hope doesn't exist. <laughs> the Mac channel, bro. I do know that I'm pretty sure uh, for basketball, ESPN has the Mac rights because when I was really when Slimmy went on his historic 43-23 and three Mac basketball run during COVID season, I was watching Mac games at like 1:30 p.m. Uh, Pacific time on ESPNU, and I was covering all those spreads, bro. Just, Crazy. just the, like, dude, I was watching, fucking, Colorado, California, Pac-12 basketball at like, fucking one p.m. Central Time on a Thursday. Beautiful. Just doesn't get just, any better. Just, just the most bullshit. Anyways, um, yeah, let let's go under on that. Like, I'm locking it in right now. It's actually went up, and I just think that. Like this is game. I like that. Is that fifty six? I'm that I'm gonna throw a little tech on that. It's like if if you were from an if you were a intelligent other intelligent life form, and you just <laughs> if you were watching USA football and you saw if you that, were like if you were from like Spain and you didn't know shit about American football, 
Oh, yeah. Like, if you saw Ohio and Syracuse play each other, you would probably never watch another game. Like, this is some bullshit. I'm going to go fucking messy uh, Ronaldo mode on your ass, bro. Which is kind of funny. Uh, a little soccer note. Messi is, like, not on Barcelona anymore. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, that's kind of, like, a big deal. Like... That's, like, a huge deal. Like, <laughs> like, that'd be, like, I don't even know what that would be like. It'd, it'd be, like, Aaron Rodgers moving teams, I guess. Like, even bigger. Like, Tom Brady, like, when he did, maybe. I don't even know. I don't even know. Anyway. Moving on, college football. Fuck soccer. That's the last time I'm going to ever talk about soccer on this fucking podcast. Uh, I enjoy this a lot. At 6.30 p.m., Illinois kicks off. It's beautiful. Yeah, dude, that's, we get, that's, we get that's a so night spooky, game. Dude. Night yeah, game dude, that's, that's at so Memorial spooky, Stadium. That's big time. So yeah, I already, we're already covered. I'm hammering Illinois. I already, already bet on it. Trap game, very huge trap game. U- UTSA is like frisky as fuck, but I think Illinois will just ground and pound and get out with like a 24 to 17 win. It's hilarious that that game is at night. I don't know yeah. why. Like, I, I, I'm gonna be way too feeling myself by then to even realize. I like, I like. It's going to be like 7.30, and we're going to like look at each other and be like, oh, fuck, Illinois is on right now. I mean, well, uh, kicking off at the same time is the fucking game of the week. Wait, wait, let me guess. Let me guess. Northern Illinois at Georgia Tech. I do want to hammer Georgia Tech there. Yes, I like that too, actually. So... But no, actually, fuck that. I'm not even... I'm I'm not going to... Give advice on betting fucking any game that Northern Illinois plays in, unless it's Thursday or Monday action, or the fuck it is. Uh, but no, uh, Clemson is minus three against Georgia. I've already bet on Georgia, so yeah, I agree. There's that. I think they've had some injuries, which is concerning. But I like I like Georgia. I think Georgia's dope. Like, honestly, like, in my eyes, this is a pick em. Like, maybe the edge goes to Clemson because the game is being played in Charlotte. Um, I don't know. Like, like it's just crazy because we never – we never – we never get a week one game with this big of ramifications. Dude, like, like sh- okay, I, I know what you mean, but this is, like – no matter like whoever loses this game can still make the playoff. I know, but whoever wins is has a very big advantage. It's like Georgia. If Georgia loses, and then let's say they I know they have like what if they're 10 and 2 and then they're in the like what if they're 10 and 2? What if they have a 10 and 2 regular season? What if they still win the SEC East and beat Bama in the championship of the SEC? Like, then they're still in. It doesn't even matter. I mean, if maybe. Clemson, I think if Clemson loses, that would be a little bit more hurtful. Yeah, them. Cause like because, like, then. Their conference is not as strong. Like, but they could still, still, though, like, they could go 11-1 with their one loss being Georgia, and they're still going to get in. 
Like, I think you, you got you got to think though, like even if like Clemson every single year will have a stinker against a shit ACC team, like they still they still might end up winning. But like you think back, it's like last year they almost lost to Boston College. Um, they lost at Syracuse one year. They lost to Pitt at home one year. Um, they almost lost to Syracuse another year. I think that was in 2018. And so it's like there's no guarantee that if Clemson loses, they're gonna ball out like they're gonna cover and win the rest of their games. Like they, which they, there's a very good chance they might. But it's like with Dabo Sweeney, there's always a stinker somewhere. Yeah, but no, you're right. But it's like Georgia's used to the tough schedule more than uh, Clemson is, right? Like they're used to. Like, Georgia, you're never really expecting them to go undefeated because you understand they play in the SEC. They have to play Florida every year. They play Bama in the SEC championship. Whatever their draw is from the West, they're playing LSU, like, all these teams. Clemson, they're playing fucking Miami and North Carolina and goddamn Pittsburgh and motherfucking Wake Forest and Louisville. Is Louisville even in the ACC? They are. Okay, yeah, there you go. Like, that is nothing on the SEC. So, I don't know. I like Georgia there. I think they're going to win. I think – fuck Dabo. Honestly. Yeah, me too. Like, I'm I'm riding the dogs for sure. The dogs. The dogs. All right, kicking off at 730 Central, we have UCLA at home against LSU. Dog, this game is a fucking banger. This game is a banger. It really is. Because it's two teams where you have no idea where their season's going to go at all. No clue. No, no clue, clue man. No clue. I like LSU here, though. The yeah. line's dropped. The line has dropped. So... Yeah, give me LSU, too, man. Like LSU minus three, man. Okay. Go ahead. Whatever you got to say. No, I was just going to say, I think people are sleeping on LSU. I just think it's more fun to root for LSU. I think LSU has more talent. UCLA's head coach, you can call him Chip Smelly, Cheese Jelly, Big Smelly, Piss, hey, Pelly, like. Big Belly. Big Belly, bro, like. Nah, like give me LSU. Give me give me the Tigers, man. Let's let let's let's fucking ride out out on the Pacific Coast and just fucking beat these motherfuckers into the dirt. Yes. Okay. I I have a more like foot like I this is the one game, honestly, where I actually have like a football like X's and O's like rationale for my pick. Oh, oh that's that's sick. Okay, it's not really X's and O's, but when I was watching UCLA play against Hawaii, DTR looked fucking terrible. I don't know if you were paying like close attention to that game, but there were a few throws. Granted, UCLA was up like twenty one, like they were up like twenty four nothing after the first, but there were a couple throws in that first few possessions for UCLA that were wide open. And they were missed. Like, DTR was, like, two for 11 to start the game. 
He's playing against Hawaii. You put, like, it's the DTR experience, man. Like, I say this. This is my rationale. He went two for 11. He's not going to be able to do anything against LSU. But DTR could easily go off against LSU because that's what DTR does. But in my mind, I see the performance of him last week against Hawaii, who they beat the fuck out of. And maybe he, he didn't even need to play well for them to win. Like, you performed that way against LSU and, like, NFL-level DBs and, like, SEC-level like, D-line and the coaching that LSU had. Like, you're going to get fucking torn apart. Oh, dude, I, I, I like that. Now, like, dude, LSU's team speed is – I might might just wreck these guys. Like, they're going to, like – if, if UCLA can run the ball a little bit and kind of, like, set their offense up in a way where they don't have to rely on DTR's arm, they'll be a little bit better. But what I saw from DTR, it just does not inspire confidence in me that he's able to to complete passes against, like, an SEC secondary. So, yeah. I'm, I'm – that's – and also – I'm thinking uh, LSU has Louisiana on its back for Hurricane Ida, and they're just going to fucking mob out and, and fuck UCLA up. <laughs> the the hurricane inspiration play, I like it. It sucks because I'm, I'm big on UCLA this year, but I think they're going to get their asses kicked against LSU. So lock it up. Okay, next up. You don't seem very enthused by that. Next up. No, no, dude. I was just waiting for you. But yeah, <laughs> let's 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 go Tigers, baby. Yeah. All right, right, right. I need Coach O. Okay. All right. BYU plays at no, they play in Vegas. BYU in Arizona. Jed Fish's coaching debut at Arizona. They're plus 12 and a half against BYU. Give me Arizona, I think. No. Yeah, man. I think I got to ride with my boy Jed. Jed bitch? Jed fish bitch? Dude, I have to, bitch? man. The like, fishing like bitch? If, if they don't cover, like, this like this is like testing a principle. Like, if Arizona does not cover this game, then – I will never bet on his teams ever again. The fishing. Why don't you just? Why don't you just start now? Nah, man, I gotta give him a chance, dude. No, seventy to seven. Dude, not good. Arizona. Kevin Sumlin left Arizona. It was like when like World War Two was or over, bro. Like all the cities were like firebombed. And there's death and depletion and destruction all over the place. That's Arizona's fucking football team right now. Dude, I can't wait to bet Arizona and then they cover and then I'm just going to make fun of you. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But, but yeah, again, again, um, disclaimer, Arizona is the fun play. Like, BYU loses, like, everybody. Who knows what's going to be going on there, like, They'll probably That's actually win. fair. That's actually well. They'll fair. probably win, but again, like it's this is a nine thirty kickoff, so let's just have some fun. Yeah, BYU is definitely not going to be as strong. Obviously, they lose Zach Wilson, a top five pick, top three pick. Is he starting but, for the Jets? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. They traded Sam Darnold, bro. He's the fuck out of there. Oh, God, man. <laughs> Good luck. Sam Darnold's on the fucking Panthers. <laughs> and Teddy B's in the Broncos. I don't hit that low key. Whatever. Anyway, 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 anyway. This is my fucking bread and butter, bro. California, 9.30 p.m. Central kickoff, same time as Arizona. This is just fucking fucking delicioso, bro. This is my fucking favorite type of football. We're going to be fucking watching LSU-UCLA. The Georgia-Clemson game is going to be winding down. And as that winds down, we're going to be throwing on California-Nevada. California is minus three at home against Nevada. Give me, give me Nevada, bro. Go Wolfpack. I kind of like Nevada, too, but I think this might be a sucker line. I think this is a sucker line. Oh, I this think... is this is totally a line meant for people like me to take Nevada. Yeah, I think this is a sucker line, honestly. I think I want to take Nevada, too, but I think I'm actually going to take Cal because they're like – like Justin Wilcox, like – they had a terrible year last year, but like it was fucking COVID, like whatever. I think they're gonna be better coached. They're probably gonna have the talent advantage, not by much over Nevada, but like by enough because they're a Pac-12 team. I, I think Eileen Cal here. All right, man. I'm 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 gonna t- I'm definitely gonna probably take Nevada money line. So okay, well th- again, this is what I like by this by this time by nine thirty central. I'm gonna have a lot of either pay out or pay ins from my bets previously. So we'll see where we're at for that one. I think I think um, Nevada Nevada's quarterback Carson Strong and their wide receivers like give me those boys. All right, you don't like Chase Garbage? Shit man, that's such a funny nickname. Yeah, Chase Garbers is the California quarterback. Uh when I bet on them and they don't win against Nevada, Slimmy will be tweeting the Chase Garbage slander. Okay, last game of the night. Okay, fuck New Mexico State, San Diego State. We don't even need to mention that one. Um, Wazoo, Washington State, minus 17, uh, hosting Utah State. I am on Utah State here. I think yeah, Washington – I think I think Nick Rolovich is going to get fired before the season is over at Washington State. First of all, the team underperformed last year. Second of all, he's been very outspoken against COVID vaccines and mask mandates. That guy, that that fucking guy. Third of all, their quarterback situation is this: one, they have Jaden Delora, a sophomore who last year showed flashes, but he got a DUI over the offseason and was suspended during the spring and their second option is Tennessee transfer Jared Gorantano who is quite possibly one of the worst power five quarterbacks to ever play in the last decade in NCAA so if either of that it's either you have a, a boozer at quarterback who which usually I root for but in this case I don't because he was driving and boozing, which is not something I we advocate here on the Slimy Manifesto. Or you have maybe the worst quarterback I've ever seen play in the SEC in Jerry Guarantano. So I that I already mentioned it. I hammered the under six wins for Washington State. I might take Utah State money line. Oh, dude, don't don't tempt me. Okay, so just a little side note on Utah State. Um, number one, I don't know. I literally know zilch about 
anything. Their only thing I know is that they have a new coach. He's the former coach of Arkansas State, Blake Anderson. He was pretty good at Arkansas State. He was kind of famous because his wife had cancer during the season. And unfortunately, his wife has since passed. I think this was in 2019 or 2020. God damn. And so he has now moved out to Utah State to try to reclaim that program. And yeah, they have that Ryan for them against fucking Mr. Fucking Facebook conservative 2K17. Um, yeah, give me give me Utah State. And I like the money line play too, because like really at, at 10 p.m. Central chaos. Give me that. Just give me that. All right. Last, oh. lastly, but not leastly. Hey, hey, you're you're forgetting you're forgetting one game on Saturday. What game? What game do you want to touch on? Uh midnight on the island, Portland State at Hawaii. Oh, I don't even have that on here. Okay, I'm well I'm fucking kidding. I just want to shout out. Are they playing or not? Yeah, they are playing. What's the spread on that? Do you have one? Um, let me see here. It's not available on, on my book, so I did not see that. What the fuck? Um, it, it will be it will probably be available eventually. Hawaii minus like twenty. Yeah, that makes sense. But okay. oh, are, are you looking at it? No, no, no. I'm oh, uh, okay. I'm watching this UAB Jacksonville State game. Oh, okay. UAB's running back had a nice run, and then just DB just ripped the ball from him. Beautiful. Okay, last last couple games here on Sunday. Uh, Notre Dame is minus seven and a half at Florida State. Um, see, I don't like Notre Dame. I want to believe in Florida State. I just don't know if I can. So I am leaning Notre Dame right now. Okay. Well, the line has jumped from like five and a half to seven and a half. So that automatically makes you want to take the underdog in Florida State. But that's really the only reason I have to pick them. So I don't really have any 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 lean there and then monday we got monday night football we got mississippi minus 10 and a half hosting louisville that's a fun game give me give me old miss okay i don't have any this over under is 75 and a half okay that's that's ridiculous the someone some someone needs to do something about that that that's ridiculous too high yeah. So you're saying under. Maybe, man, but then it's like I bet the under in the final is 50 to 35. Yeah, exactly. So okay. give me Mississippi, though. I think uh, Matt Corral is going to just put up a shit ton of numbers all year. Louisville, their head coach is in some shit. Matt Corral got dope. What's up? Ole Miss QB. What's his name again? Matt, Matt Corral. Corral. Yeah, he's a dog. Yeah, he's sick. Um, and then yeah, Louisville's head coach, like their whole fan base got pissed because he was interviewing for the South Carolina job. And then he like sent out a letter to the fan, like 
it was just kind of a mess, and they were a mess last season, and they might be a mess this was year. Was it Ole Miss who got in the fight during the bowl game? No, nah, that was uh, Mississippi That was Mississippi State. Damn. <laughs> anyway. All right. I mean, shit, bro. You got any other, like, dying, uh, burning thoughts? I I just think it is – it's JT Daniels. Go time. It's go time. It's go, go time. time. JT Daniels time, maybe. Okay. Uh, I will say we will both, Slimmy and Mr. Fairytale, we will both have our, our cards tweeted out uh, in time. You're going to see what we're working with. And I also will say Slimmy and Mr. Fairytale will be in the same vicinity. We'll be together watching these week one games. So expect a little drunk cast episode, uh, maybe Sunday morning from uh, our live reaction of the week one slate. Because you already know some chaotic bullshit about to go down, and I cannot wait. Oregon's going to lose to Fresno, and I'm going to shoot myself. <laughs> You're going to jump off undisclosed downtown building. I'm going to jump off the arch. I'm going to climb the St. Louis arch and jump off of it. But, <laughs> just go just go running on the freeway at like 3 p.m. Just yeah, just fucked up, just sprinting to no no uh an undisclosed location. I'm just gonna sprint. Just naked as fuck. Yeah, smoking a cig. Oh yeah, in some tennis shoes. Yeah, you already know. You already know what we're gonna be on. We're gonna be on some fucking we're gonna be going fucking Johnny football mode. Uh it's going to be wonderful. I will say just I don't think there might not be a UFC podcast this week. So I just want to throw in there. I will be watching the violence that is going to be happening. Uh, I'll definitely be tweeting plays for that as well. So this has been week one preview. We did a little recap of week zero. Mr. Fairytale, any any last thoughts before we, we shut it down? Nah, man, let's it's finally here. That's right. That is fucking right. The best sport ever, man. Mm-hmm. This would be a weekly thing. Next week, we're going to be talking about a lot of bullshit. That Beavs uh, Purdue game is the first of a few uh, Big Ten Pac 12 matchups, which I'm excited for. But, um, but yeah, this is the Slimmy Manifesto Week One College Football Preview. We will catch you next time.